0: This is the Dave Logan Podcast. and welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. This is uh, podcast number 26. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman with you. I feel like we are, I'm not even sure what day we're in, in Coronavirusville. Mm-hmm. All the days for me tend to sort of Run together. It's. I think we may have even talked about this last week. Can't remember. It's sort of like (laughs) uh, Groundhog's Day. Well, it's it's a Bill Murray movie.
1: Don't you? When I first think, sometimes when I wake up, I'm like, "We're doing this again." That's like my first thought. What's your first thought when you wake up?
0: My first thought when I wake up is, God, I'm glad to have awakened. (laughs) Glad I'm still alive. No, I mean. Yeah, we, we're we're stuck doing the same thing basically every day. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get up, let the dogs out, feed the dogs, have my coffee, go online, research a few stories, get in the shower, uh, drive to the radio station. We, I'm still for people here in Denver. I'm still going in every morning. We we have been deemed, I guess, what's the term, essential personnel. Mm-hmm. So I have a little card that allows me should I get pulled over. Uh, to say, hey, I'm going in. But we go into the radio station. And as I've said, normally speaking, you probably have 400 people in that building. The building's locked down. And so we have, uh, you know, Rick and Kathy, the two people I do the show with, Grant Smith, who produces the show, and a couple of news people. And I didn't see anybody else today. So that's, I mean, it is complete. It's a, just an eerie feeling to walk through there because you see all the cubicles of all the, mm. you know, salespeople and it's just completely empty, but it's like that in a lot of businesses.
1: So I think it is cause I go in as well and, but you can work from home. So, but when I go in, um, there's rarely anybody at the office, but don't you wonder but the like,
0: far, firemen are going in, right? Oh, mean, they're they, going they have to go
1: in. in. Yeah. But I mean, like I'm at the administration building, that's right. where my desk is. So, um, but don't you wonder as you're driving into work, there's a lot of people on the road,
0: See, I don't Damn. see, I don't, I don't see nearly as many. I, I don't see nearly as many people, um, on a day-to-day basis driving in. I mean, my mm-hmm. drive normally, because I live relatively close to the station, my drive would be on a typical day, pre-coronavirus, uh, at that time of day, probably twenty minutes. I'm, I'm getting there in like eight. Oh, right.
1: So somebody's speeding.
0: No, no, no. There's just, there's no cars. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what part of the country you live in, but you're telling me you see cars on the road. Is,
1: I do. As and frequently
0: I, as you did not before as this? as frequently,
1: but I wonder what are all these people in their cars doing? Do like, you I, drive I'm by really... them
0: and just honk the horn <laughs> judge? and say,
1: self-quarantine? I don't because I'm in a marked car and I want to, yeah. but I can't do that anymore. Like you just have to be nice and wave instead of other things. So one thing that I wanted to ask you that I, you couldn't ask on the radio show, are you starting to go batshit crazy? Like, is there a sense or are you still, are you still like, I I'm good with this. I'm here. Or have you entered, have you crossed the line?
0: There's like three stages of that question. I, (laughs) I, yes, yes. And yes, I think, yes. No, so I mean it, it is crazy. it is yeah, I mean it's you, you, I mean it's out of our norm and it just sort of continues. I, I will say this and I don't want to I don't want to turn this into, you know, a political thing, but I think you know, we have a lot of time on our our hands now. We we get our news from wherever we get it. I try to get it from multiple sources. <laughs> Although I chuckle, I mean, I really do in terms of the predisposition of the various news channels, one way or the other.
1: So either you either watch- very
0: pro administration or right. very anti administration.
1: So okay, I watch I watch CNN yeah. and I watch the nightly news. So are you saying that you'll switch over to Fox? Sure. And you'll Switch over to CNN. I watch CNN.
0: I switch to Fox. Mm-hmm. I switch back to CNN. I'm not much of a nightly news person with uh, with ABC or CBS or NBC. Mm. Um, I mean, occasionally I will. Like I watch 60 Minutes because you you shamed me last time <laughs> about not watching 60 Minutes. So good. So yeah so but it's it's just you know i think it's i think it's it's nearly impossible for an average american of which i think i'm in that category to determine without any sort of doubt as to am i getting factual news am, am i i'm listening to this channel and is what they're telling me factual or is it is it slanted because they have some sort of predisposition one way or the other and so that's why i flip flip back and forth you know i hear people that say now that this is you know we've got to get back to work i mean i th- listen i don't know anybody that doesn't want to get back to work but my take on this is i'm going to listen to the medical experts even though now there's sort of an underlying current about dr fauci and whether or not President Trump is going to fire him. Uh, I You know, I guess I'm not smart enough to figure this out, but I am smart enough to look at what the various people around the country are saying in terms of us mitigating the curve, flattening the curve, and we're seeing this work. And so right now, the only thing that we have, and I do agree with this, uh, individually speaking, in order to combat this virus is to social distance Uh, to sort of hunker down and not go into crowds and do the smart thing. And based on what, about everybody, I think they all agree with this, based on what everybody says, that we're seeing signs that this actually is working.
1: So I can't hold this in. You can't fire Dr. Fauci. You You can't do it without losing a tremendous amount of credibility because he's served presidents on both aisles, and if you do something like that, I think you kind of you, – you really – you lose people. You lose confidence. And I, I'm okay with saying that. Now, maybe some people are going to be mad at me, whatever.
0: No, I, I think this. I think that uh, – I mean, when you say you can't
1: – Well, you can, you but can. You, you may not we've win an election. You've clearly seen
0: President Trump be willing to make decisions that were not very popular. I don't think it would be a very smart thing to do yeah. at this point. And if I were advising the president, as I've said before on podcasts like this um, – If I was the chief of staff or someone that on a daily basis had access to the president and somebody that he trusted, um, I would have a long time ago uh, stationed myself just outside the presidential boudoir. (laughs) And when he went to bed, whatever time that would be, Mm -hmm. I would, of course, in a respectful way, I would Mm -hmm. say, Sir, give me your phone.
1: Mm -hmm. You're
0: not tweeting tonight in the middle of the night. Right. That would have been the first thing I would have done. Secondly, I would. In in the point you brought up in that case, um, I would do everything I possibly could to dissuade him from publicly firing Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, if they've come to the conclusion, and again, this gets back to sort of who you believe and what you know, what your predisposition is, and I mean, did you vote for President Trump? Did you not? Did you vote for Hillary Clinton? I mean, whatever. We all have predispositions one way or the other. But I think there's a there's a I think there's a segment of our society that I hold out hope for that is is a moderate group of reasonable people, right? right? You're not a far right wing nut you're not a far left wing loon you're you're in the middle you're you're a reasonable person so i would appeal to him in terms of if you if you for whatever reason have come to the conclusion that and then fill in the blank you're getting bad advice from dr fauci you don't believe in dr fauci there are others that say that that's fine but there's no need to publicly fire him he's still part of Your task force, he can be in the meetings. And if you decide not to take what he suggests to you, so be it. But if you publicly fire Dr. Fauci at this point, my comment to the president as his chief of staff or whatever, I would say, respectfully, sir, I must tell you, I think you're going to lose the election coming up in November. If you do this, now you have the power and right to do whatever you want to, but I'm on record as saying that that's what I would say to him. Because I think moderate people, when you hear Anthony Fauci talk, you, you believe him. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, we don't know. We don't, I mean, all this stuff about, you know, signaling to, uh, CNN, uh, reporters, I, okay, whatever, maybe, maybe, and, and his wife being a big, uh, contributor to Hillary Clinton, maybe so.
1: I didn't hear the one about signaling to the. See,
0: the yeah, he's he's walked off a couple of of uh, pressers, uh-huh. and he sort of said like, you know, "Hi, how you doing?" Or and Jim Acosta, who's the reporter at CNN, saluted him, and so uh-huh. I mean, whatever. Maybe, yeah. maybe 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 that's his belief, but I I again just based on sort of watching this every single day, not having any knowledge of who Anthony Fauci was before the coronavirus, but watching him, my take on this is, you know, what he's. He's trying to do the right thing by the people in this country. Now, again, did he know earlier? Maybe did President Trump know earlier? I mean, maybe, whatever. We, we there's ta- There will be time to investigate all that. My hope is that we can unite and do what's the best for the country right now, given our circumstances. And then at the end of this, when we're past coronavirus, whenever that time is, then fine. If you want to have an investigation on President Trump or Dr. Anthony Fauci or Dr. Birx or whomever, have at it. But in the meantime, let's pull together and do the smart thing for the majority, the overwhelming majority of Americans.
1: It is starting to get, I would say if you, about a week ago is when I felt like it's really started getting political. I put something on Instagram. I ordered a Dr. Fauci bobblehead, by the way. I was going to reach out to you if you wanted one, but you have to wait till July. So I Damn, you know,
0: if if I can't get one before July, I think I'll pass. And
1: some of the money goes to healthcare workers. Okay, well, I'm all for that. Right. Ordered some also for my parents as well, because they're big Fauci fans. And I put that on Instagram that I'm ordering it. One of my left, left, left friends reached out and said, I can't believe you would support him. And it's like, God, this is it should have nothing to do with politics. Your left, left friends. My left, my left, my lefties. People on the left, really on the left. Yeah, so that kind of bummed me out that um, it got political right there because. But it's geez. been
0: listen. It's been all due respect to you. It's been political right from the start, and mm. and really, oh, you don't you don't think the I you think don't there think- were
1: hints of it, but now it's it's there. It's out there. It's part of the story. I think when it first started, it was like, oh, sh- you and I were doing the show. It You're was, talking about
0: the coronavirus? Yeah, it was there like There were people that, right from the jump that said he, was you too know, late. He, he knew early, he didn't do enough early, talking about the president. Not then then the, it's the WHO. They knew early. They covered for China. I mean, it, it's. It, I'm, I'm not saying that there there aren't humane needs and wants, but I'm saying from a political standpoint, that this thing, as every other thing, or almost every other thing in our country, mm-hmm. is very, very political. The days of being apolitical... I mean, seemingly are over. These, and I've said this before too, and then we can get off this topic, but I've said before, uh, I'm so in favor and I was in favor before the virus pandemic, so in favor of term limits. I mean, you have some of these people, honestly, you're supposed to be in Washington representing uh, us. You're supposed to be representing your constituents. You're there ostensibly to be carrying out our wishes in Washington. I mean, how... That's not at all what happens. I'm not saying every single one of them is a bad person, but there are enough bad people there with all sorts of hidden agendas. And and again, I've said this before on this podcast. My dad back in the late 60s when we first started, you know, having the ability for from my standpoint to understand what he was saying, I remember him saying, I quickly dismissed it. Remember him saying, you know, these politicians all go to Washington as the common everyday man and all of them When they're done and leave Washington, they're all millionaires. And I I remember saying, that's probably not true. This is my dad ranting and raving over the breakfast table. But you know what? Back in the late 60s, he was right then and he's right now. And that's not the way, that's not how this was designed to go. So anyway, off my soapbox of political talk.
1: It's enough to make you batshit crazy. Say it. Yeah, it's enough. You're not going to say it, are you? You want
0: me to say batshit crazy? Yes! Why, why, why do you take pleasure of me saying that?
1: <laughs> it only a little took bit me worried about you. You are <laughs> to you. you to do you've got
0: you've gone stir crazy, right? I mean, yes. I, I can't see. I can see. I can see you on the computer. Yeah, but I don't know it's exactly obvious. where you are. You, you've lost your mind a little. Yes.
1: Uh, when we come back, let's dive into the sports world. Okay. Yep. The Dave Logan Podcast can be found at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Remember to download, and if you like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe. Remember, you can log on to our website, thedaveloganpodcast.com. Go to the Contact tab to ask us questions. We'll read them on the podcast. Most every question is fair game. Just keep it classy. It's thedaveloganpodcast.com, or you can send your question directly to us on Twitter, at DaveLoganPod or at JulieBrownman1
0: welcome back to the dave logan podcast dave logan and julie brownman with you we are practicing social distancing uh i hope you are too it's working so so if you and a friend are listening to this podcast i hope you're doing it in in different rooms
1: we did have a couple people one person on the dave logan podcast facebook page they sent us pictures it was a little figurines Of you, number 85, when you played. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do you have any of those? This gentleman.
0: I do not. Uh, And honestly, Uh and I say this, I'm smiling right now. Uh I didn't even know that there were figurines. Really? No, I did not. So this had to be back in the eight. I mean, so he's kept this for like 40 years.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? God, that's a collector's piece.
0: Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Maybe. Or maybe it's just a salt and pepper shaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, so good. There's, there's do you, so maybe there. I'll have to – maybe you can email me a picture of, uh, the, of figurine. the figurine.
1: Okay, let's do that. Um, also, somebody reached out and wanted to know the quarterbacks you played with. I know Brian Seip.
0: Yep, Brian Seip, uh primarily. Um, Brian Seip was the MVP of the league back in 1980. And I said before, uh, we, we were the first team in NFL history. I do believe this. But if you're at home, <laughs> because I know you have plenty of time – uh, research this on your own. I'm of the belief that we were the first NFL team to ever have five receivers in a single season that all caught 50 or more passes. Wow. So Ozzie Newsom was a starting tight end, Hall of Famer. Reggie Rucker started at the what we call the Z position. I was a starting X. Uh, Mike Pruitt was a starting fullback. And Greg Pruitt was a starting halfback. All five guys had more than... And that was at a time, really, back in the 80s, that, I mean, it was primarily a running league in the NFL. It's not like it is today. But, I mean, even today, it would not be common practice, even as much as they throw the ball today, it would not be common practice for five guys to have 50 or more catches.
1: So was your running back just... Who was your running back? Just sitting on the bench? See,
0: that's how, you know, again, we're not in the same room, Uh but... You you're not you don't listen. I mean, it's, oh, it's apparent back. to me. Fullback and halfback, oh, yeah. Mike Pruitt Sorry. and Greg Pruitt. You're right. It's all right. I'm not. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't browbeat great. you that way. I know you're. I know, but okay. Tell yeah. Me more so Dave. okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that's it.
1: Okay. That's
0: it. So uh, Mike see- Pru- uh, Brian Sipe, and then Paul McDonald came in a little bit later. When Brian Sipe Brian Sipe uh, signed a contract, believe it or not, we were just talking about uh, President Trump in the f- past. Segment Brian Saite signed a contract to leave the Browns and go play for the New Jersey Generals owned by Donald Trump.
1: Dang,
0: back in the day. So when Brian left, Paul McDonald, who was a draft choice of the Browns, left-handed quarterback at of USC and a guy that was my roommate my last couple of years there, uh, took over um, as the quarterback.
1: That gets us into one thing I did want to talk to you. Speaking of other football leagues besides the NFL, the yep. XFL saw that suspended operations, obviously not just for this year, but also for next year as well. Laid off all of their employees. Did you think that was a little premature? Or
0: well, it's it's you know it's not my money to play with, but yes, yeah. I did. I was surprised because actually, you know what they they were averaging this year. Uh, in mm-hmm. terms of TV viewers, over two million people per game. And now, getting people
1: at the gate as well. I, I
0: don't know. Well, they averaged about eighteen thousand on on average. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they were charging for tickets. I and mean, we don't have a, we didn't have a franchise here in Denver. But yeah, I was a little surprised when I said, when I saw, when I read that. Uh, I wasn't surprised when they said they're suspending operations and everybody's on their own. But I was surprised to say that that's it. We're not. We're not coming back next year because I thought they had a TV contract in place. But I, but I would submit this, and we've talked about it. With this virus, the world, I mean, our entire world in every uh, phase of our life is going to change. And rest assured, in terms of professional sports and college sports, and who knows, maybe even high school sports. But high school sports, you know, not not a money driver. But college sports and, and professional sports, man, I, I, you know, we'll see. College football could be in a really, really bad position. Um, there are so many schools, so many Power 5 schools that rely significantly in their football programs to fund not only the university to a certain degree, but they fund all the other sports. Like Michigan and Ohio State respect, respectively lost 38 and 39 and change million dollars last year on all of their sports added up male and female except football. Football had a had a huge budget and and huge um, bottom line and so football carries all of those programs. I'm telling you there will be many programs male and female in college sports that will be done and and I would say maybe done forever based on how how long. And how quickly, how long this goes and how quickly, um, you know, college football can get back to work.
1: God, that hurts. And that, yeah, when you think about uh, those kids not being able to do that, when you think about, I think it was Kisla wrote an article in the paper this weekend about Olympians that have missed their one shot. Because whether it was in 1980 because of politically or this year because of the coronavirus that, you know, and he talked to some people that 40 years later, they still haven't recovered.
0: Sure. No, I, I completely get that. You you can't – I mean, you can't make that up. You can't make that time up. And if you're an Olympian that's trained for the last four years getting ready to go compete against the world and you have that taken away from you, uh, I you know, I, I can certainly understand that feeling. I mean, you know, it's, it's – to a lesser degree, you look at all the high school athletes that didn't get a chance to finish basketball tournaments, right, or yep. didn't get a chance to play baseball season at all. I mean, I think that this is we, – we do this – in mid-April, this is April 13th that we're we're taping the show, but I think I mean it's going to be interesting to see you know when when school resumes. I mean, how do they bring students back? Is that in September there's all sorts of summer activities planned. Are any of those going to be able to take place? What about the football season next fall? How do you bring back schools and 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 make sure that those kids although their immune systems I think are certainly better than a lot of adults how do you bring them back? And, and the, the easiest, most simplistic answer to that is you've got to be able to test people and you've got to be able to track people after you test them to understand like, okay, you're sick. How did you become sick? Right. Who, who, who were you in contact with? And then you've got to quarantine them. So it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I think everything, I think we're a little bit like, somebody used this analogy uh, on the show last week. For old school people that remember the Ed Sullivan show, they had this guy on on a semi regular basis that would have sticks and he'd start spinning plates and he'd start six plates and he'd start seven or eight then he'd run back and the first one was about to die and he'd continue <laughs> spinning that one and the second one and now the third one and so he that's that's how our country is right now we're spinning plates trying to keep them on the stick yeah. and they start to wobble and then we run back and you know try to fix it.
1: Did you see that story about Google and Apple are working on where if you're on your phone it's voluntary but if you pass somebody that's in close proximity that has had covid. Yes. Isn't that I mean I get it on one hand because then you But know, what are you going to
0: do with the info? Are you going to go tackle them?
1: No, I mean, you're going to you're going to go the other way, right? And then you're going to know if you were exposed. It's Yeah. I I guess if you were in I'm close open quarters, for anything
0: but I yeah. I don't know how that
1: when are you supposed to start high school football, by the way? If it was a normal year, when would
0: you? normal year, our first uh, summer practice would be the first Monday in June. Okay. That's, as I sit here today, probably not going to happen. I don't think. No. Don't Hope I'm it. wrong. But-
1: what, do you, what do you think the possibility of Friday night, this story kind of broke, or this article broke on Friday night, Bob Nightingale from USA Today, who's a very well-respected baseball writer came out with this. And this is one of the things that major league baseball is talking about and that he wanted to and say though, that they're talking about a lot of different things. And I just lost the article. Okay. So one of the things would be to realign. So it would be just being playing games in Florida and in Arizona. The grapefruit league would be obviously in Florida. The cactus league would obviously be in Arizona. And then at the end of the season, the, you know, it would be like the World Series, but it would be the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League, the winner playing that. Now, the Rockies, if you're wondering where the Rockies would be, they'd be in the Northeast Division with the Cubs, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, and the Athletics.
0: So now with the Dodgers.
1: That is the first thing I thought of. Is like that's the only way they're going to win a title, is <laughs> if the Dodgers are not in their their division.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen— I think you have to be open-minded about anything. I think, um, I think any suggestion at this point is worth a listen and a look. Uh, I mean, baseball, and, and just to, to show you, to illustrate how fluid a situation this is, baseball last week talked about bringing all 30 teams together in the Phoenix area. Uh, they have 10 baseball parks down there, including where the Diamondbacks play, and sequestering 30 teams in a couple of hotels. Testing all the players, managers, Mm -hmm. coaches, and then starting the season playing four and a half months.
1: Mm -hmm. Without your family.
0: Without your family. Um, Then it changed to, well, we'll do that, but maybe for only two months. Now we're talking about including Florida. In that Florida, I I just think based on weather, uh, it's a lot more difficult to ensure that you'd be able to get games in down there, especially this time of year. I mean, do you have a lot of indoor stadiums in Florida? Not that I know of, except in Miami, right? What about so, Tampa Bay? Same thing, right? Yeah. But where, where are you going to play? I mean, you're sure not going to play outside starting pretty soon—May, June, July, August—in Florida. It's yeah. hotter than Africa. I mean, so you're not going to be able to—you're not going to be able to have those players play even at night, humidity-wise. I mean, that's to me—that's crazy. Arizona, different deal.
1: One of the things I maybe it was on the ESPN report was just talking about if you kind of go through that list of what would need to be done. One of them was like instead of the guys sitting in the dugout, they're sitting in the stands because there's yes, no, there's no fans that. there, but they're all sitting six feet apart. I mean, we're gonna to your point, we're gonna see things that we have never, oh yeah, ever seen before.
0: Yes, I mean, I think, um and for for this season, whenever or if ever, baseball uh, starts, and for the NBA, if it resumes, and for the National Hockey League, should it resume, and for college football, should it start, and for the NFL, and even high school football, I think all bets are off. We're not going to see anything that anybody in their right mind would have thought of and said, hey, that's here's an idea, what do you think about this? It would have been dismissed like, okay, Really? Are you out of your mind? Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you may see, now they're talking about the college football season, if necessary, pushback uh, shortened and started in November. Okay, wow. but first and foremost, again, to me, testing and tracking. And I know they're cranking out tests as fast as they possibly can. There are private companies making tests. But the reality is when you when you talk about, how about this? How about people, how about students who are paying a, Premium to go to a number of institutions, universities around the country. You're going to send your 19 year old sophomore daughter back to wherever, Cal, Stanford, wherever in September and pay the tuition? Or are you going to say, you know what, we'll just take classes online? And if you take classes online, at this point, are you going to say, why am I going to pay $60,000 right. to have my daughter take classes online? I'll take classes online from a local school and then wait and see this thing out and go next year. That's, I mean, that's what reason, I think what reasonable people would say. The reality is then we could see such damage done to a variety, I mean, college sports, college in general, the the trickle down effect, right? And we haven't even talked about all the people that have lost their jobs. And we saw last week, haven't seen the numbers this week yet, but there were um, you know, over 7 million people to file for unemployment. I think it's even higher now. So talk about jump-starting the economy, and the governors are going to have to make a decision on that. Each state will individually decide as to when to do it. How do you do it? How do you do it and, and still maintain safety for the residents in your state? These are, I mean... There, there is no easy solution to any of this for anybody.
1: Let me throw a wrench in there as well. And you start hearing the stories. We call that
0: a monkey wrench.
1: I'm throwing a big, fat monkey wrench. Yep. You're starting to hear about false positives with testing, too. I mean, it's one thing to get testing. It's got to be accurate testing. Well, like there, there's a- no
0: such thing as completely accurate testing. I've talked to a couple of doctors. In any, in any medical um, formula no matter what the disease there's no such thing as a test that absolutely has no chance of being
1: Okay then how about a small small positive? percentage
0: Well sure i mean i so what do you what do you do with that you have to retest it's you know again uh it's enough to really it's enough to paralyze you mentally as you sit and watch all this stuff and try to come up with reasonable solutions on your own, and then you call your boys on the phone or you Facetime them, it's like, "What are we doing?" And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we've experienced nothing like this in our lifetime, and I would hope that once this is passed, we will never have a situation like this again. But in the meantime, we are stuck in the middle of it and just have to do the best we can to survive this, and 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 we will, and then come out in the other end.
1: Okay, so we're gonna lighten it up. Because I feel like either we need to drink right questions? now, or we need to lighten it up. And it's too early to have. Do it you drink.
0: have alcohol within your reach of where you're doing this show?
1: Uh, no, unless I had you know rubbery arms. Okay. No, uh, it's only noon. Give me till two. Uh, we'll play a little love it or leave it.
0: Okay. Let's play love it. I love it. I love it, I love it too. Or leave it. My Felicia.
1: Love it or leave it. Howling and cheering. Love at it. Eight o'clock. Love it. They're doing that in your hood? Yes. Really? Absolutely. Do they stand support as as like, support
0: Yay. for the? What do you mean? Do you you think I live in a stuffy, stuffy yes. neighborhood? Ew, yes, First of all, Jeeves. you have, you have no idea where I live. <laughs> Second of all, I have a very supportive. Ne- I, I went out. I, I went out Sunday night. You did. Eight o'clock. I could hear them. You know what I did? I howled, howled to the moon.
1: Good. Howl! <laughs>
0: Don't think I can't.
1: Doesn't it feel good?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess so.
1: It does because everybody else is doing it. These random people that you don't know because I live in the city, and it's random. And probably half the no, twenty percent are probably just drunk, but the other eighty percent we're cheering, yeah. we're having. are doing it for the right reason. We're doing it for the right reason. Yeah,
0: Um so love it.
1: Okay, love it or leave it. Dying your hair right now because I guess first it was toilet paper that people were snapping up. Now I'm mostly talking about women, but there's some men out there. Yeah, um, the gray is growing in. Okay.
0: I. So you're saying from, from a female, I, I would, I mean, I guess leave it. What, what, what do you, I mean, I think I'd throw this back at you, right? I mean, do you worry about, no. I mean, when this thing is all said and done, you know, the beauty parlors are going to, I think, be swamped with business, right? The nails. Yeah. You know, I've never had my nails done. When's the last time you had your, oh, you're putting your hand up to the. Yeah. What? <laughs> What's so happening? You, your middle finger has no. <laughs> I said shoe polish, no nail polish.
1: Right. When's the, the last time those were done? A month, no, five or six weeks. But
0: stop thinking about this. I mean, who, who really cares?
1: Nobody, but I know it's just I'm not. I'm who complaining. Who really cares? But I'm just saying people are starting to like. Well, I sure. don't care. Like I, whatever. This is what it is. This is what I'm going to look like anyway.
0: I mean, you've been used to being by. How long have you been by yourself?
1: Oh, is that where we want to go? Well, no.
0: I mean, I'm just saying. Good. No, what? <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, we might have to edit that wow. out.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God. We're going to have to decide if we're going to edit yeah. that out.
0: Nobody's going to like you anymore. No, I mean, I'm just saying you've been used to being by yourself.
1: <laughs> You're, I'm more so than other people. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah.
0: So it's all right. No big deal. I miss people. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, love it or leave it. That horse competition on ESPN. I watched it. You did?
0: I did. How the was video it? was not all that great. I'm pulling for Smooth, my guy, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We had him on the show, and, and I said, hey, I'm betting on you. He said against Trey Young. I said, yeah. yeah, man, you you can still knock it down.
1: I missed it last night. how do you do?
0: He won. He beat he Trey Young. Chauncey he, won. Chauncey's good. in the semis.
1: I love Chauncey. Yeah. What a good dude. I do too. That guy, you know what? If you need, he just makes you re- relax. Yeah. Um, okay. Love it or leave it during this time. Puzzles.
0: I have not, uh, I've not actually done a puzzle. I've played Clue. Mm-hmm. I've played uh, chess. Uh, I've watched a lot of high school football video. And uh, but puzzles are cool. I mean puzzles. I, I, yeah, I mean listen, anything to pass the time <laughs> to sort of engage your mind, even if it's meaningless activity. Uh-huh. I think I, I think I'm all for.
1: Okay, last one. Love it or leave it. Um, assistant GM Calvin Booth taking over as GM for the Nuggets.
0: Yeah, I would. I would say I love it. Um, been around and, and uh, by all accounts mm-hmm. and I've never met the guy but by all accounts people that have dealt with him good dude good basketball knowledge familiar with the organization so I would say on face value I would love it. Okay. You done?
1: I'm done. I just don't know where to go from here.
0: <laughs> How about you want me to allow me alright? Yeah. All right. Yeah.